0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the latest edition of the Liz in Detroit podcast. For those of you looking to reach out to us and find more about our wonderful listings we have in place as well as new things coming up on the horizon. You can reach us through our Facebook, which is LizInDetroit.com. Twitter, of course, which is LizInDetroit and our website, which will be changing. I've been talking about it for eight months, but it is coming new within probably the next few weeks even because we're down to the last um, bit of information for our new website, which is www.LizInDetroit.com. And of course... You can call me at 313-617-2699. So, again, welcome to the the latest show. Um, It's been quite a few weeks since our last one. Um, Happy summer. Um, And the hardest part has been I've I've had some guests that I wanted to line up for the show, but everyone's busy now that it's summer, and we're in that summer fever instead of spring fever. Um, but today, no guest outside of my associate, Paul Ashori, who's like no little thing. He's like a big help and to the Liz in Detroit team. <laughs> but we're talking about our current conditions right now in the, you know, in the Metro Detroit um, uh, real estate biz um, and give you some insight into where business for us is going, where it's moving and kind of insights that we have into what we see into as much as we can into our crystal balls of the immediate future of what, three months, six months. Mm-hmm. It's about as far as we can see out. Um, but to get a start again. Hi, Paul. Welcome. Paul. Hello. Thank yes. you. Um, you know, what we, what I was hoping that we could cover today is kind of like what we've seen within the last three to six months by way of our, um, our sales, our leasing, you know, what currently we have pending, which is surprising that maybe that we have um, what obstacles we've kind of gone through, and what, surprisingly, we didn't have to go through. It's kind of been an interesting last, like, six weeks, I think, since our our last show. So to get things started, um, I'll turn the tables over to you, Paul. Now that you're an integral part of the team, I know you've been taking on a lot for, for listings, whether it be for sale as well as for lease, Talk a little bit about how the market's been for you the last few months and how things have been moving and where do you find mm-hmm. things, you know, doing well? Where have things been of a struggle, you know, in the market?
0: Uh, well, it's um, we're in late June now, so we're kind of a little bit past what I would normally consider like the crazy springtime real estate extravaganza that happens every year. So I'd expect things to be, you know, cooling down a little bit, or at least not as frenzied. But at the uh, at the moment, I think in the city, at least where we do, you know, the majority of our business, uh, things like the new arena, um, M1 rail, or the Q line, um, there's just a lot of excitement, and you know, just working with buyers trying to trying to get a place down there, it's pretty cutthroat, and there's not there's not a lot of wiggle room, and there's definitely no lowballing. Um, so whether you're selling or leasing or buying down there, uh, you just have to be ready to, to make a leap as soon as you find something you like or are ready to sell or anything like that. You know, there's no, um, there's no slowing down, I guess, down there.
1: Do you see that with the interest that you've had? And I know I've tried to give you as much as referrals as I can, especially on the leasing side with you taking a big stronghold on that in the whole, um, business arena, um, What have you seen that people are looking for that doesn't exist in, 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 you know, whether it be size or price point right now?
0: Um, Well, I I mean, people are always, we get a lot of people that are coming from Ferndale or Royal Oak or places like that that want to move downtown. Mm -hmm. And um, people kind of expect things to be the way they were a few years ago where living in Ferndale was in a lot of ways more expensive and they'd come down and get a deal on something. And that is not the case anymore. So if you're coming downtown, um, understand that you're going to be looking at some pretty high-end prices, midtown, downtown, even new center now. Uh, the stuff there is, is approaching those premium prices. So if you're, if you're looking to lease, um, make sure that you come down ready, You know, just like if you're looking to buy, ready to make an offer and ready to make a move. If you're coming with a roommate, make sure you bring the roommate. That's <laughs> my, my biggest hang-up um, with people who want a lease is that they'll come and then they'll see something that they like and uh, they won't bring their roommate. And then, you know, lo and behold, they, they just they're like, I love it, I want it, just have to talk to my roommate. And the roommate either decides they don't want to do it or by the time they get down there to see it, the place is gone. So that's my big one. Bring your roommate, whoever's going to live there, make sure they come with you. Um,
1: what's been like the price point that people have been looking to spend?
0: Uh, Well, I mean... It depends. We get a lot of a lot of med students or residents at, at DMC, and um, you know they're happy to spend premium prices around mm-hmm. you know fifteen to eighteen hundred for for stuff in Brush Park, which is big. Um, for stuff that's uh, in Midtown, you know there's a whole range of prices. But I think people people are surprised a lot of the time by what. By how far the prices have gone up, lease-wise.
1: Has there been anything by way of like amenities or features that they're wanting to see that they haven't seen based on the increase in prices? Like, are they getting more finicky as far as interior layout and features, mm-hmm. and that's kind of stalling them on making decisions if they see something?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's. If you're coming down and looking at places that are, you know, in these hot areas, um, there you can't. Even though the prices are high, you can't always expect the the premium amenities. You can't go in saying, "I want stainless steel appliances or nothing." You know, "I want mm-hmm. granite or nothing," or "I want hardwood floors." There's a lot of cool stuff out there, but I wouldn't come in with any preconceived, you know, um, demands. I guess. You have to be flexible. There's not a lot of inventory right now. Um, And the buildings down here are not at all uniform. Some are beautiful and lofts and whatever, and some are normal apartment buildings. So it really runs the gamut. You just have to be flexible.
1: Right, right. Mm -hmm. As far as your recent sales that you've done lately, which, again, I commend you for, (laughs) I know, really pushing hard to propel things for you with – Within our our team efforts here, Thank to, you. to talk a little bit about how that's been going with you, because you've gotten some stuff in the city as well as outside the city, so you've kind of seen, you know, a well-rounded gamut of wants and needs from the buyers you've worked with.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, you know, it's it's all over the place. It's uh, in terms of the buyers I've worked with um, lately, it's been a lot of stuff in uh, Midtown Brush Park. Um, you know, at the Park Shelton, just everyone wants to be sort of near the queue line, near the arena where things are happening. Um, and the idea of having something that's low maintenance, it's a condo is really appealing to most people. Um, and there, are, there's a lot of that available, but, you know, you had to be ready to pay a sizable um, HOA fee, which catches a lot of people by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to be prepared for. Mm-hmm but yeah it's it's been all over the place
1: um, and on that note, you know, with what listings that we've talked about in the past um we're um, we're proud to announce that um of the two plus year stint that we'd been working on units you know, at the park Shelton that's fifteen East Kirby for those of you do that do not know the address. It's the tall high rise historic looking building that's mm-hmm. across the street from the main public library and the d i a Um, We, thankfully, got under contract our last of the developer-owned units.
0: Mm -hmm. Yay! Yay.
1: So now it's only resale, folks, which means we don't have the long duration left with any Z-Tax abatement. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested, I will be getting some new units coming up on the market on resale the time frame for the uneasy expiration when I'm dealing with on some of these is between 2020 and 2021, but still great units with great views, great layouts. So something to consider if you're still looking for an investment in Detroit. So be sure to contact Paul and I if you have any interest in finding more about those properties as they come available. Um, but the building is going undergoing a transition. It started a new management company effective, excuse me, April 1st. So they're really trying to um, evolve into this great solid um building that everyone who's purchased there knows that it it very well can be. It's it's of course there's great enough an investment to make the purchase, but they see so much more that it can become and I'm really hoping that this new place of management will get them to that to that level and mm-hmm. which the building definitely deserves to um, be in. If you haven't had a chance, there's great retail on the first floor so you can get a glimpse into the layouts of the building just by going through and going into one of the restaurants or one of the retail um, shops like the Peacock Room or Busted or um, Nor, um, Frida, excuse me, mm-hmm. or or... Uh, 14 East to have coffee it's a pretty fabulous location
0: yeah it's it's hard to beat I mean Mm -hmm. that building just how it looks is incredible being the historic building it is um it still has all the original hand-painted terracotta up on the roof it has the roof deck um it's it's one of my favorite places and I'm almost kind of sad that we don't have any more of the developer units to sell off because that was I mean that was such a good opportunity for people but there are still privately owned units available and um You know, it's a great spot to be. It's one of the only or one of the few like full service apartment buildings where there's retail on the first floor. You feel like, you know, you're in Manhattan or something. You go in, there's 24 security or 24 hour security. Um, It's a great spot.
1: And then other projects that we're working on in Midtown, we should mention. We talked about, I think, the last show when we had 658 West Forest, which thanks for the sign with my mug on it in front of the building. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm, I'm breaking the news to all of you that don't know already. No, the building's not for sale. It is for distinct condos. And thankfully, three of the four have been locked under a contract already. So, And that actually happened within a week and a half span. It's funny. like We had it on the market for, what, almost a, a month? While. If now, oh, maybe a little bit longer. And things kind of were slowly moving with interest in that building. And then we got the first one under contract. And then the other two... Came in within a week apart of each other, and um, now we have one unit left remaining. It's the bigger challenge of all of the units there because mm-hmm. it, it's comprised of the better part of the first floor as well as the whole lower level, which you know configuring the use of that space is going to be a bit of a challenge. But I think if um, I'm waiting on finding out the from the developer if it's something that is it actually going to be finished off, which you're going to se- we're going to sell. Or is it going to be something that we're going to look to find that perfect um, buyer that will love to have an opportunity to build out the space to their own liking? So, again, contact Paul and I um, if you're interested in finding out more about that space. And I should have more information within the next week. Uh, mm-hmm. as to what direction the developer is going to go on in, in that remaining unit. But it has great parking. It comes with two parking spaces.
0: And a backyard.
1: Yeah, That's and it has thing. a great outdoor space. Yeah. And so there's incredible potential there either way that you look at it. So stay tuned on finding more about that. Um, on that note, as we're still talking about multi-unit projects, I have to bring up um, 1639 uh, West Euclid. This is a very unique um, urban homestead two-family um, property that I first came across over a year ago when it was on Zillow and I was contacted by friends of friends who were very interested in purchasing it. And unfortunately, things fell apart when we were trying to deal the deal that back then. But thankfully, I left a much favorable opinion in the minds of the sellers. So that when they came time to actually decide to list it, they came to me. And We had a bit of a a few rough patches with getting things together with the right buyer and right inspector and right (laughs) appraiser to move things forward. But I'm very happy to say that we have gotten through all the hurdles of that property and are proceeding towards closing. So we've got a a list price ask, which I really didn't know would be possible with possible appraisals in the neighborhood that we would be able to achieve that. So – I'm, I'm really excited for the sellers to be able to bring them a great deal that's going to allow them to move on to the next chapter of which they're hoping for. And they've put a lot of time and energy into creating this urban homestead. If you haven't had a chance to drive through that area like Several that you can see in parts of Detroit, they they acquired this two-family building with great green space on either side of it and created this amazing garden. It's
0: a huge garden. It's
1: and, you know, it's an undertaking. Incredible. It's not for everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had investors that didn't like the garden and loved the building and wanted to rent it out. But it really – with those lots being included, it really is going to was going to take the right mindset of the buyer to do that, and I'm really thankful um, to have that.
0: I really showing that house was was fun because I mean it's the only time that I've ever experienced this, and probably one of the few times I ever will, where you're not just showing a house for sale, you're also showing like a large productive garden, right? Um, and, and so, like a lot of the buyers that showed up are people that showed up specifically because they are urban farmers and that's what they were most interested about the listing. Right. And so walking people like here are the raspberries and here is, you know, this fruit and there's the cherry tree and everything was, was a fun process
1: and very unique. And again, I pride us in our efforts to really um, be able to showcase it in that light that brought, you know, brought that great buyer to appreciate that as well. So, Kudos to you, Matthew and Alyssa. I'm glad that we're in our final stages of that deal. Um, <clears throat> moving on to other projects that we have working on, um, you know, one of the things that we've highlighted in the past has been our um, our interest and in continued strive to educating people about cooperatives. They happen to be a big part of the Detroit um, downtown landscape. You know, as part of that whole urban renewal uh, portion of the eastern part of downtown, just the other side of. 375. You know, it encompasses a great deal of real estate that has such a close proximity to all things walkable in the city and the water, and just educating people on the availability of those co ops. And we've seen, you know, over the last couple of years, pricing go quite a bit high on some of those, and then the other neighborhoods that we're working in where. It's still taking an education process on the whole concept of co-ops. What, it is, what does it mean? What What are the cost benefits, which I've seen I, I think are more than the, the cost negatives, even though you've got a higher monthly caring charge. But now that um, Paul is on the team, you're in a co-op, which you spoke about before, yes. and now you're on the board of a co-op.
0: I am on the board.
1: Yeah. And uh-huh. so to how how have things changed with you and you've you've had a lot of meetings the last few months regarding new buyers coming in right so you yeah. think things are changing for the better there and the under- definitely there's mm-hmm.
0: there's just so much interest now and um and it's understandable i mean it's it's such a good spot and i haven't lived there for a whole lot of time just over a year um but now that it's summer like being able to to utilize all the greenways and the parks and the de Quindor cut and uh, walking to downtown, it's just such a good spot to be. And there's a lot of trees and it's beautiful. Um, so people are coming in. I mean, for the first time since I started looking at it, so in the last like couple of years, um, North Park Cooperative doesn't have anything on the market right now.
1: It's just huge. It's the first time in a while.
0: Yeah, first time I'm aware of that they that they just have nothing. And uh, so the co-ops go quick and they're they're gaining in popularity. And I think word is spreading about what they are and what they're all about and how it's not – I mean, they're they're different. The way they work is a little bit different than condos, but it, at the end of the day, it's it's the same sort of lifestyle, the same sort of situation, um, if not better. Mm-hmm. And so, I think people are kind of losing that apprehension that they they used to have. I think they would get dismissed as co-ops, so that that's not a real piece of property. So I'm not even going to look at it right. um, before. But now they're it's pretty competitive now to get in.
1: Right, like our other listing that we had in the Hyde Park cooperative, a ranch that we got an offer pretty much sight unseen the first day it was listed and then ended up with a multiple-offer situation within three days of having it on the market, yeah. um, which we're going to be closing on that soon. And then since then, well, I think it's one other unit came up and it was gone in less than a day. And I'm sure it was a buyer that missed out on our listing that ended up getting the other one. But now it's like this fever's catching on. And thankfully, in that instance, we had um, a um, what we could, what could have happened which could have been a difficult appraisal come through because there hasn't been a whole lot of like single level co ops that have sold that are like in a townhouse setting. So I know it was a struggle for the appraiser, which I think the appraisal took over two and a half weeks to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, uh, it came out at a great, a great, strong value that pushed our sale through and it is now enabling other similar sales to come through in the neighborhood. So um, I'm appreciative of that. And I know that the community should be as well because I think it further solidifies it as everything else is going up in Valley in the city. It kind of stabilizes this community of being strong, strong as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's clearly a place in like this new um, and more popular Detroit for the co-op community and uh, they stick together pretty well and it's, it's a great spot to be. So, I mean, just the other day we we walked like, Five minutes from our unit, and could just watch the fireworks from our our neighbor's that's, yard. That's so amazing. you know, it's it's a great split.
1: Yeah. Um. Other co- uh, cooperative tower that I have to mention is, um, thirteen hundred Lafayette, which has definitely seen a resurgence of interest in it now that it's got financing through Chemical Bank. Um, for purchases for for over ten years, I believe it was cash only. Excuse me. Before Chemical, Hans Bank was actually making the commitment to do financing, but they are requiring a bit more for a down payment. Um, Chemical is willing to do thirty-year fix with twenty um, percent down. Hans, I believe, is doing only an arm with thirty percent down. But with that being said, it's like changed the whole landscape because for like Lafayette Park, thirteen hundred is a beautiful high-rise building that's well managed that has spectacular green views looking out to the north, overlooking that of the Lafayette Park neighborhood, and downtown, as well as the whole waterfront. Um, So it should be announcing that we're going to get a Great River um, View unit there over the course of the next couple weeks. So I'm excited about being able to package that to all of you for interest. Um, And uh, the studio that I had that made it to Curb, Detroit, um that is a very well appointed studio at just 574 square feet looks like it's going to be closing um early july too and we had no issue with an appraisal on that unit which i was told by many people that we were higher priced, and yes we did do a price drop but it's 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 going to close at where a lot of the one bedrooms are listed at now so i think that will help boost things as far as a value stake in that building too so
0: yeah, if you're not familiar with 1300 East Lafayette, um, it's a really unique building. It's a it's a co-op, but it's this beautiful, really uh, high-end high-rise, like full-service high-rise. And it's uh, it was built, I think, in the is it the 50s or the 60s? Um,
1: I want to say it was probably early 60s because that's when they were doing most of Lafayette Park. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's it's one of the like slimmest high-rises you'll ever see. It's very narrow but wide at the same time. Um, but anyway, the interior, if you're into like the the light-filled, um, simplistic interiors of, like, the Mies van der Rohe units. Uh, 1300 is, is kind of like a high-rise version of that. There are these huge windows. Um, everything's very beautiful and very well-maintained. And I think a lot of people don't really realize what's up in that building and how great these views are. Um, whatever direction you're looking in out of there, if you're looking straight ahead, uh, you're looking at the Mies van der Rohe townhouses and, like, that forest they sit in. So it's like you're looking above... At this beautiful forest in front of you the skyline of downtown is to your left or if you're on the other side you're looking at the river in windsor and it's just it's a it's a great spot
1: and talk about a great view for the fireworks yeah. you know i mean uh it was a while ago i think twelve, twelve 12 years ago no goodness it's been more than that 18 years ago i had the privilege of being invited to a friend's unit there for the fireworks and it was like you thought they were in your face. I don't think it can get much closer to you than that. It's pretty spectacular. So for those of you that were able to enjoy Monday's fireworks, I'm sure 1300 was a great spot for that for sure, mm-hmm. anywhere on that whole water side for that matter. Um, as we were talking about other um, projects, we're, we're moving now a little bit further east. So another project that is um, – that brings a lot of pride to how I got into real estate and how I continue to be interested in it Is the Indian Village Manor Condominiums, which is a, a building that's located on the eastern Jefferson Riverfront. Um, it has spectacular units from 2,300 to 2,500 square feet. Um, we're going to be closing soon on my latest listing there. That was a top floor unit that looked out towards Lake St. Clair. Be getting another listing there within the next week to... Um, similar size unit but a different layout that also has views of the water. It's going to be spectacular. So that's a great building that if you are intrigued by that Jefferson Corridor and you don't mind being a little bit off the beaten path but have you know great spaces for entertaining and in living and good, good bedroom spaces and good storage, um, this is a building you should definitely check out. Um, it's got lots of great architectural history similar to that of like the Park Shelton and even in some of the units at Garden Court. They're very similar style units where you have, you know, grand um, detail work on the ceilings, plaster, molding, hardwood floors, doors, French doors, those kind of things that it's really...
0: historic luxury. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. Uh, I think, I believe that one was built as one of those uh, luxurious hotels back in the 20s where it was like an apartment hotel where you live there full time, but they also waited on you as though you were in a hotel for the very rich of Detroit.
1: It was like, yeah, the Detroit gold coast week. It's interesting because like next door Alden park had parking, but they didn't create parking originally in Indian village Manor. What is now parking on the waterfront was like this beautiful, like ornate Italian garden. So it's interesting seeing some of the stories. Cause when I was involved with, um, Presenting the original marketing package when I was selling those condos back in the, the late 90s, they found, the marketing team found original letters from the Burton Collection that residents at the time had written to their management talking about how great it was to live no in way. this part of the Gold Coast. It, it was awesome. And we had some old black-and-white photos of the interiors of these spaces that had, like, you know, tin walls, plaster, and the beautiful, like, poabic-tiled entrance, uh, or, or I should say— the whole hallways were all this beautiful tile, which now have a portion of it carpeted, kind of like a center aisle carpet. Um, uh carpet. Like runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, amazing. But we think it was, like, possibly a place where, like, the kept women stayed. So, really, <laughs> you know, because it's like they had chauffeurs' quarters in the basement, but, like, nowhere for cars. So it was, it, it was, yeah. To live back then to really see the city in the 30s, I would would kill to have a time machine.
0: I mean, speaking of those hallways, the hallways of that building are the thing that – I mean, these apartments are huge and amazing, but the hallways themselves – are that you could drive like two cars side by side down these hallways. It's Biats. I can't imagine living in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh it's ridiculous how big the hallways and common areas are.
1: Well, you look at Alden Park, which is adjacent, which is you know is it's been working several years and and restoring parts of it. It's four separate buildings, and you look at Indian Village Manor, and you think it's separate buildings too, but no, it's got these like little kind of like cutouts and in, in in coves but it's all con- connected with one contiguous hallway so it's not separate buildings and i just love it love it um so yeah look forward to a listing that we're going to be getting there within the next week so if you want a twenty three, twenty four hundred 2400 square foot space that's going to be very <laughs> well sky. priced give us a call it's
0: 8120 east jefferson right
1: yes um And as we move further east, I still have to talk about um, another great uh, residential choice, which is the Morgan Waterfront Estates. There's been quite a bit of an effort um, over the last couple years to really bring a lot more attention to this community. It's a waterfront community that has a great amount of density with the neighborhood that's going to be supporting it in time. It's a little bit off the beaten path, But as we are seeing things flow from downtown through that whole Jefferson corridor to the points, we're seeing where there's going to be great opportunity for retail, additional mixed use along this whole section. And you get to this community off of a few different ways. I think Freud Street cuts through, but you can also get to it if you turn down St. Jean and you do a slight little jag and you see... Um, some marinas on either side of the community. Now, it just got announced in the paper that um, one of the larger marinas on the, e- the western side, excuse me, is now up on the market. I think it's like 1.3 or 1.6 million. So you can have water frontage <laughs> on this parcel of land. And then the opposite side of that little canal is the Morgan Waterfront Estates. So you've got very large, expansive, you know, three to... Ten thousand square foot homes yeah, on this huge. little isthmus, and but at the very forefront of the community, you've got a lot of cluster of dense um, condominiums, and it struggled, you know, to get interest over there, and it's still a little bit tough. But if you want new construction. Um, Townhouses—it's a great opportunity for you to be able to get in the two hundred range. Now, the houses I've seen priced anywhere from the four hundreds on up. There are a few of the larger ten thousand square foot spaces that are selling—I think at a, what, million six or million nine
0: mm-hmm. right
1: now. And there, there might even be one that's over two million—that's even larger. Um, so the western side of the of the street um, of Sandbar Lane is the main drag that cuts through. They actually have access to boat slips, whereas the eastern side do not. But I bet if you made very good friends with somebody who lives on the west side, you would be able to.
0: Very good friends.
1: Yes. Be able to dock your boat there. So, those of you looking at 11 Sandbar Lane, there's opportunity to have a boat very nearby.
0: There are marinas on either side of it. I mean, you can do, you have ample opportunity to. To hook up a boat, just about anywhere. Well,
1: and if you're gonna do that, why not become a member at the DUIC and why then not you can
0: dock your boat there. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'm talking with a seller about making an incentive that I can promote about something with the membership. I don't know, but it hasn't been confirmed yet, so don't even do that. Promote but if it's boat. something you want to pitch to buy it, <laughs> I might be able to work that deal. <laughs> um. So, and then if we, uh, as we're moving through, again. Great communities within the city, as we're discussing right now for for rent and for sale. Um, I'm going to totally flip one on you about a commercial building that I have available, and it's on the western front of Michigan Avenue, just past um, 75, which is an ever growing section of the what do we call it? The Western Corktown. That's um, what the kids are saying. That's is what West Corktown. Um we really People can't won't be happy about that. You can't though. find anything on that part of Michigan Avenue frontage. So we've got a building that's approximately 3000 square feet single story as well as an, another what 6000 square foot parcel um mm-hmm. That's included in a sale. We've just revised our listing to be able to include a land contract that might be more favorable for those that are looking to purchase, but may not have the cash right now to do it or the ability to get a mortgage. So we're trying to be flexible with um, the opportunities that we actually see that that space can provide. so that's thirty five oh one and thirty five eleven Michigan Avenue. Again, it's on our website um. We did just drop the price, which I think we have to change on that. But it's also available if you're looking on, on commercial listings on CoStar and LinkedIn. Um, it's been updated as well. So we now have it at 275 but we're looking at a pretty strong land contract, too. So contact me or Paul with more details on that. And then um, the other commercial building they had that was actually residential on the east side, 1084 um, Van Dyke, thankfully, has been locked under contract with um, a very sound-minded team of de- developers that actually want to see that transform into the beautiful residential building that i saw when i got it listed so i'm thankful to not only secure a great buyer but secure a buyer with the mindset that sees the vision that i envisioned for it to actually happen in that neighborhood as we as we see things changing quite dramatically in that west village indian village with new residential opportunities from for sale and for lease so Um, stay tuned for, um, another great project that we hope to announce on that gets done. But without further ado, um, as we go through our whole list of what we've got in the market, our main emphasis today was to talk about a really important key project that Paul and I are working on. That's called the Keliman. Um, the Keliman is named after... Michael and Connie Kellerman, who happened to be neighbors of mine in Brush Park, that when it came time for them to make a decision to relocate from the suburbs downtown and they weren't finding what they were really looking for, you know, five, six years ago in development, they had the gumption (laughs) to go to the city and see what kind of vacant land they could potentially acquire in that Brush Park. So thankfully, earlier this year, they were actually able to close on the loan of a piece of land on Elliott Street on the northern end, 284 Elliott, which is going to be the – no, excuse me, South End. Pardon me. South End, um, where it's going to be the new residences called the Keliman. Um They had a very – they have a great story. So – As we move forward, I am going to welcome them on the show to give some insight on their trials and tribulations to get this whole project to come together. But they designed a four-unit niche um, condo development of which one of them will be their own um, private residences with three additional attached row houses. Um, Both Connie and Michael are German, and... When I asked them, like, how did you even come up with the concept of doing this? They're like, well, in Germany, you know, they don't have new construction. So if you're thinking about creating a house for yourself, you build it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of incredible to really learn more about their story and how this hall came about in their vision. Not only that, but incorporating that into a changing vision of the city. So they've they've got a really great story of what their original idea was, where it had to mold into um To have this thing come to fruition. But the concepts they're bringing into play is a green build, which, you know, we've heard more about that being popular now um, from tiny houses, making things efficient, you know, and building it how you need it versus how you – I guess, you know, versus excess, <laughs> let's just say that. Right. Um, so building something that's more sustainable so that you can keep control of your utility bills. You can keep control of your or water uses, as, as we all know, what's happening as far as water bills and assessments, uh, not only in Detroit, but, you know, surrounding um, Michigan and states around with the use of water um, to, uh, as I said, electricity and all of that. So...
0: They've got some cool, cool green features that they're putting into this building. And it's not like they, you know, it's not, it's not over the top, but it is very environmentally conscious. And I like that balance that they struck. Um, So they have everything from uh, rainwater being collected to irrigate the landscaping. Um, They're hoping to put solar panels on top of the garage pending city approval, um, which can be tricky. Uh, the house itself is built with this uh, concrete block that's actually filled in with a foam insulation. So it's, it's virtually airtight. It's, it's incredibly called a fox block. A fox block. Fox block. Um, so it's going to be incredibly efficient. Uh, what else? It's, it's just a, it's a very well, unique Paul, project. Well, Paul, I'll refer <laughs>
1: to our beautiful marketing brochure, which we've created. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned, four units total three of which um, are available for purchase row houses, one of which we've already gotten a contract, and to start construction, we only need to sell one more unit. Yes, this is a more high-end project, but also these units are large units. We're not talking 1,000, 1,200 square feet. We're talking about units that are 19 to 2,000 square feet that are left to sell. Um, the I have detailed pictures of this Fox Block that we're talking to you about, actually, Um online in our website but we just establish a website for the community itself so if you want to look up some of these details we have actually included that um, at www.thekeleman.com and keleman is spelled k-e-l-e-m-e-n dot com Um, as I pull up some of these photos here so bear with me a second
0: My favorite, I think my favorite thing about this particular development um, that makes me really excited about it is that uh, it's just, it's kind of a, it's so, such a small scale. Um, in Brush Park right now, you have uh, City Modern going up the huge, what is it, how many hundreds of units that are happening um, with Bedrock and <sighs> Three Quicken or 400? and four hundred? Because only guys. I
1: think about 120 are going to be for sale. The rest are going to be for rent. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, so you've got this huge, gigantic development going on. And then a few streets away in Brush Park, we have the Kellerman, which is just four units. It's just a a couple of really cool people who wanna do something special. And I think that follows in this tradition of Detroit, um, in the nineteen twenties. That's what you did when you, you know, became a middle class person and, and made your way up there. You built a duplex and lived on one level and rented out the other. And that's that's kind of the story behind Detroit not having brownstones or not having row houses as much as it has um individual two family flats. And some of them are built quite luxuriously. But I, I like that, that we're working with a development that's just uh, two people that have a specific vision that are uh, kind of recreating this dream that, that much of Detroit was built on back in the 20s.
1: And, you know, the floor plans, as I want to mention, if you, if you have the chance to check out the, the renderings... Oops, excuse me. The mm-hmm. renderings that we have online, you know, it looks like something I think you would see in Europe. It reminds me of things that you'd see if you're, you know, driving or walking down in these streets in like Berlin or whatever. It's kind of like big uh, stoic fronts of brick. I'm sure if they could use limestone, they would have. But nights um, peaked roofs. You know, you've got lots of windows across the front and the back of the design. That will bring in lots of natural light into the spaces. Um, Lots of clean lines. So you've got contiguous hardwood floors throughout um, the two levels of each of the row houses. So throughout the whole main living level as well as the whole residential level. They're not putting in any carpet. So you get your choice (laughs) of, I think, you know, they probably have like 10 different choices of hardwood that you can um, from color and design that you can pick out that's included in your feature selection package. Um, they're doing all LED lighting, you know, recess lining throughout um, the main and, and living levels. Um, great cabinet design. They're going with all electric appliances because the, the way that the construction is doing, they're not um, doing gas line, but again, the... Uh, um, the evolution of electric appliances has come really far, where you can do convection um, spaces uh, for ovens and cooktops that um, can give you know can be great alternatives to using gas. Because I know a lot of people like using gas stoves. Um,
0: the units also have uh, large decks off the back, which is, I mean, finding a condo in the city uh, with a quality outdoor space is is hard to do and. All of these units um, have these these large deck spaces off the back. So you'd have a view of Brush Park. And uh, each one has a a two-car garage, right?
1: Two-car garage comes with each unit. So um, that's huge. And then there's an adjacent storage space that you can access through a side entry that's like at the foot of the garage or through the garage itself through a private hallway. So you've got a huge um, storage space. And I had the dimensions of what... Those are actually going to be, and I'll pull those up so we can read those off, but um, the decks themselves are approximately 230 square feet, so granted the decks run side by side for the three row houses, but there will be a, a... a separation between each of the decks so each of the owners will have their own ability to have privacy on their deck spaces and that the foreground there'll be like a, a great little common green space um, which the maintenance thereof will be covered in the monthly carrying charges so you'll have grass that kind of overlooks um, where the parking space is but the materials that they've chosen between um, um, brick and um, I think what it's called uh, that board
0: I'm not sure. Not
1: like uh, Cedar Shake, but it's a. Uh, ah, it's spacing me right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the aesthetics of what you're going to be looking at are going to be pleasing, not to mention, you know, you're not going to feel as if you're looking at, like, some awful garage space. So it's like, it's a nice little community backyard. Um, off of your little communal deck space. Oh, yeah, the, the storage spaces will be approximately 16 feet by 7 by 8. So we're talking a, a good, decent storage space. And, again, the deck's roughly running about a 10 by 20 in size. So, again, you can have a dining room set out there if you chose or a table, you know, or different lounging chairs. So that's a pretty big space to have for an outdoor deck. It's yeah. not a Lanai.
0: For <laughs> a bigger than a Lanai. For a pregame before mm-hmm. heading down to the Tigers game. hmm
1: and yeah. then we've also outlined in our um, marketing package the whole process since this is going to be a new construction project many people are like well how do you buy it if it's not built yet how do you go about doing that so we we put together kind of a step by step little how to from the inception of where you decide well this is something I can purchase and what what do you do from there like so we're trying to customize this for the right kind of buyer the developer is willing to meet with anybody individually as well as anybody who might have their own buyer's agent to talk about this project um, and it's it's kind of tough to get the conception of this out to the public before it 's built you know and um, we're working on hopefully getting some more renderings that we can add to the website and help promote on our own as well as all the online um, uh, websites that promote listings um, to get you more of a visual so we can create that picture for you. But we have at our office now um, several of the feature selection uh, choices as options rather that you can pick on the interior from your flooring, your tile, um, your countertops, those kind of things. So we're we're actually hosting an open house this coming Wednesday, July fifth at our new office location, which is, 684 West Baltimore Unit 201 to showcase um, these great spaces and show you some of the feature selections. So you can get a hands-on experience of what it's like to get, you know, from from the exterior to the interior of what your space can look like if you're interested.
0: And you can just talk to the developers themselves, which is kind of a unique situation for something like this, where you can just hang out with them and talk about what you'd want to do in the unit, look over finishes – Um, you know, they're happy to work with you and they're great people. So come on down.
1: Right. And then just another few notes to notice about the project is that um, the requirement for down payment, if you're interested, is 5% up front with the signing of your purchase agreement and another 5% at the time that the construction is in its white box phase and that's all the requirement for financial that you would be required from the developer to purchase and I'm working with some of the lenders so I'm working on lender packages right now where you can actually purchase with, with, with some of the lenders are actually doing 0% down so it's 100% financing to other lenders that are offering a 10% down program so there's some really great programs out there that we can let you know about to make this a reality for you um, another big thing is the taxes. So it, it will be designated as a neighborhood enterprise zone um, tax abatement project. And what that means in dollars and cents is that you'll be able to expect a tax bill as an owner-occupant. This is, I'm telling you, an owner-occupant tax bill of about $5,500 a year um, and then the monthly HOA carrying charge is estimated about 250 a year. So
0: mm-hmm. if and you compare that
1: them. right to other projects in the city, let alone being new, that's a very competitive rate to be at.
0: How many years is the tax abatement?
1: It is good for 12 years. 12 years.
0: Yeah. So try finding that.
1: Exactly. And that 12 mm-hmm. year starts when the buyer closes on the property. So we're looking at an 18-month, worst-case scenario, delivery time of construction Best case scenario would be 12 months, um, but that won't start until you actually close on the unit. So it'll be um, 12 years from the closing date. So it's a pretty huge timeline for incentive. And that time, that incentive is actually transferable. So if you sell any time within that 12 years to a new buyer, they get the remaining time left on that tax abatement. So it is a transferable tax abatement.
0: Yeah, that's a huge added value um. I mean, it's it's harder and harder to find the NEZ-eligible properties, so just exactly. getting a hold of one. Unless and then, it's new
1: construction, because a lot of them are expiring now. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a whole other topic we'll bring up in a future show regarding property taxes <laughs> in the city of Detroit. But I guess without further ado, we're just um, very excited to bring forth our our successes in today's show, as well as the things that are coming up on the market. We're staying strong with being, again, Paul and I being able to provide um, interested buyers with the full plethora of, of purchase prices within Metro Detroit. So from those inexpensive co ops of forty and fifty thousand dollars up to great waterfront estates. Mm-hmm. So please contact us at www.lisindetroit.com or you can reach Paul at Paul at lizandetroit.com or myself at LT at Lizindetroit.com. And again, all of our um, online channels, Facebook, Twitter, um, also Instagram, um, which is lizzandetroit.com. And thank you all again, and we look forward to talking to you again. in a-